That'll do me, guys. The New Zealand government just spent $337,000 on an opening ceremony for a a road. A road. Concrete and paint. Boy, oh boy. I'm going to dig into that in a second, but first, welcome to the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast. Commentary, comedy, conversation. That's what the show's all about. Uh, hope you're well. Don't forget to to subscribe and uh, to rate this show and, and leave a comment, share it, share it, share it. So before I jump into this opening ceremony for a road, uh, I just wanted to <laughs> to briefly mention this. Um, do you remember when the, the, the Pfizer stuff, the vaccine, the medicine, I'm not sure what I can say without getting flagged or, or downgraded. Uh, we'll call it the medicine. Do you know, do you remember when the medicine came out? And they said, this is, uh, there was an announcement saying it's, it's looking like it's it's 100% effective against the, uh, I, I call it the Voldemort virus, and we'll stick with that, against the Voldemort virus. Well, <laughs> the, the Ministry of Health in New Zealand now has the Voldemort virus medicine, uh, ages 12 to 15. This is on the uh, Ministry of Health website, the government website. Young people aged 12 to 15 are eligible for the, for two full adult doses of the medicine. They are not eligible. They are not eligible for a booster. Now, this was last updated on the 6th of April of 2022. But if I scroll down on their website, it says uh, vex, vex, <laughs> medif- we'll say medicine effectiveness. Uh, medicine effectiveness. The Pfizer medicine is highly effective. That means if immunised young adults do develop the Voldemort virus, they're far less likely to fall seriously ill and less likely to transmit the sickness to others. Uh, Pfizer has reported 100% efficacy against symptomatic Voldemort virus infection in the 12 to 15 year old age group with a higher antibody response than was seen in the 16 to 25 year old age group. This is what we're getting now on the New Zealand Ministry of Health website. They're essentially implying, they're implying, not saying it, but they're implying 100% in my opinion. Just add that in, 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 in case of a, a possible censorship here. Uh, has, they're, they're implying 100% effective, uh, efficacy, sorry, 100% efficacy against symptomatic uh, Voldemort virus infection, which is just the same thing they did uh, when it was initially released and on top of that we're getting um i got a pamphlet in the mail saying that if if you're if uh, you know if you're a kid or or a teenager and you get you get the sickness then you uh, you're, you're not eligible to receive the medicine for another, for another 3 months <laughs> but that's just the constant push it's a constant constant push you'd think that if you already got sick and recovered you're done you're done. I mean, to take experimental medication anyway, to me, is is a massive risk. It's crazy, in my opinion. But to say, to be advertising to teenagers that if you get sick, you, you have to wait another three months before you get the medicine, you've already got sick and recovered. And what I'm hearing from a lot of people is that when, you, when you've had it and recovered, they, they actually tell you, oh, well, enjoy your three months of immunity. Like you're... <laughs> like, like your natural immunity is was the wrong wrong thing to do. It's it's not as good as what I got. It's the I guess it's the cognitive dissonance again, cramming something into their worldview 
and uh, just just repeating what they're being told by by government spokespeople and and the prime minister and our corporate media. So had to wanted to get that out of the way up front because it popped up today, and uh, all this all this Voldemort virus stuff is just never never ending. Right, so onto this uh, three hundred thirty-seven thousand dollar opening ceremony for a road. Yay, New Zealand, amazing, amazing stuff. We're going to celebrate a road. So this is a, a highway that finally opened. There was huge, huge delays on this highway. It's called the uh, the, the people name it the billion dollar transmission gully because it cost over a billion dollars to to build. Um, and this is what we did. Don't worry, the the prime minister was there. There she is cutting. Cutting the ribbon with some scissors. I'm sure they're a very expensive pair of scissors. Uh, and this one is from the Dominion Post. Uh, highly anticipated and now highly expensive, the March 30 opening ceremony for Wellington's largest piece of roading infrastructure, Transmission Gully, came with a price tag of $336,712. Those costs, including planning, venue and equipment hire, Traffic management and transport for guests were revealed when the ACT party put questions to Minister of Transport Michael Wood. ACT Transport spokesperson Simon Court said while the new motorway was a great piece of infrastructure that was desperately needed, it could have been celebrated by opening it a day earlier and letting people drive on it, which would have cost nothing at all. Uh, That's enough money. This is uh, we're leading into a, an election over the next six or nine months, whenever it is. So this is this starts to get to be political attacks, but. Uh, so he says, uh, that's enough money for 105 families to fill up their petrol tank once a fortnight for a year. Enough to fund five nurses and enough for three kilometres of asphalt. Uh, then it goes into Waka Kotahi, or the New Zealand Transport Agency, because in New Zealand uh, a lot of the government agencies are now being called their Māori name. Uh, so the New Zealand Transport Agency was the arm of the government working with a private group of financiers and contractors called the Wellington Gateway Partnership to build the road under a public-private partnership model. The agency was recently cautioned about its spending by Wood after it spent 30 grand on five large illuminated zeros as part of its new um, safety campaign Road to Zero. Uh, <laughs> go into the Road to Zero campaign too. The Road to Zero campaign is essentially New Zealand, uh, the New Zealand government and whoever this agency is here announced that they want zero road deaths by was it 2035 was it 2035 uh, where are we oh, i can't find it it's maybe 2040 anyway they, they have a plan to get to zero road deaths which <laughs> which we know is an impossibility even with ai cars or self-driving cars is what i'm trying to get at the only way to get even anywhere near it is with self driving cars and it it sounds like the plan it really does sound like just push the road to zero oh safety 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 here's some self-driving cars Uh, no one's allowed to drive again on the roads it's too dangerous and the cars just take you where well there's there's a limited limited road that they go down so certain places are no longer uh, accessible unless you pay a premium this is this is my thoughts on the matter anyway but the road to zero campaign I'll go into that another time. Um, I've managed to cross off the article. Let me bring that back up again. There we go. Uh, New Zealand Transport's portfolio delivery manager 
for Public-Private Partnerships and Special Projects. That's one hell of a title, Mark McKenzie. Uh, Mark McKenzie said the cost of the opening event was included in the overall $1.25 billion project budget. You imagine Mark McKenzie at a party or at a dinner, people asking him what he does, and by the time he's halfway through that word salad, you just tuned out or looking at him in wonder. What's he? So what does he do? He is the New Zealand Transport Portfolio Delivery Manager for Public-Private Partnerships and Special Projects. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, the um, it was the the event was included. The, the opening event was included in the overall project budget, but he was not able to provide a full breakdown of the costs at this time. I wonder where the costs went. I do wonder where the costs went. Um, he said uh, approximately two thirds went towards planning, which began in mid twenty twenty one because. We need an entire year to plan this. And organizing, or, and organizing events for 300 invited guests, including traffic management, security teams, health and safety support staff and toilet facilities. It also covered planning for a large public open day with walking and cycling access on the road for thousands of members of the public, which did not go ahead because of the late project completion date and changing uh, pandemic levels. Unreal. Unreal. There, uh, the remainder was spent on marquees, chairs and tables, temporary fencing, catering, photography and video, audio-visual equipment, lighting, stages, provision of electricity and buses for guests. Ah! Uh, an opening event of the scale is a major logistical exercise, McKenzie said. These significant events recognise years of disruption for local communities and acknowledge the important contributions of partners such as local councils and iwi. Uh, I think it's just a chance to have a big piss-up, actually. A nice, big piss-up. Dinner, drinks, uh, you know, clap yourself on the back and invite the, the so-called royalty and you can all have a nice a nice time together on the taxpayer's dime. So well done, New Zealand. $336,000 on an opening ceremony for a road. Uh, and as, as I was reading, as I was looking at reading that... Uh, today, sorry, I'm a little bit mumbly, a little bit mumbly today, I can't even say mumbly, is mumbly a word? No idea, a little bit mumbly today, uh, as I was reading that today, um, this popped up as well on the same website, on Stuff's website, uh, Prime Minister mobbed for selfies during Christchurch High School visit, yeah, train them young, train them to celebrate and idolise and hero worship politicians, young, I don't know if this happens wherever you are, but there she is, there's Jacinda Ardern in the middle of a big crowd with her mask on, one of her staff wearing a rainbow mask, there's a bunch of media crammed around with their big cameras, getting the, got to get the shot for the news, probably the, uh, the, the approved media, and then you've got a lot of high school kids crowded around taking selfies with her, uh, none of them are wearing, seem to be wearing masks, that doesn't seem to be a problem, isn't that interesting? There's a lot of unmasked people there, but Ardern's got her mask on, and she's supposedly already had the Baltimore virus, but yeah, got to get the publicity, and really awful. It's terrible. I find it terrible to watch when kids are hero-worshipping politicians and prime ministers and, and leaders of the country. They're supposed to be public servants. Uh, so anyway, the article, there is an article, because they have to write a big article. It's got to be a, a nice puff piece for the prime minister. Uh, selfies were once again the order of the day when uh, Cindy visited, she, they don't say Cindy, uh, Jacinda Ardern visited a Christchurch high school. 
The Prime Minister was at the official opening. Oh, another opening. Uh, I wonder how much they spent on this opening ceremony. Uh, the official opening of the new, newly rebuilt Tiaratai College, or Linwood College, and was mobbed by students after the formalities. Year 11 student, I won't say the year 11 student's name, secured a selfie with Ardern and said meeting her was amazing. Just amazing. She just grabbed the phone and threw up a pose. I didn't think I was going to get one. So many people were trying. Others yelled out turns of endearment, including, I love you. I love you. Uh, the old Linwood College was demolished due to earthquake damage and the school relocated to the former Avondale Girls High site and then they changed their name, obviously, to a different language, because why not? Uh, the site has, uh, that doesn't matter, go down, go down. Um, outside the school, there was a protest. <laughs> it's good for these people. Uh, protest leader, uh, Derek Tate, a Destiny Church pastor, said the Three Waters Reform in, and the... Voldemort virus medicine were the main itches they wanted to address. He said the group had a right to protest, and particularly at an unveiling where appropriation of Maori culture would be happening through a karakia. Karakia is a prayer. Uh, it's, hip- uh, it's hypocritical, he said. We have no say. Uh, he says he's been an activist in the... Uh, he's been, he, Tate has been active in the Freedoms and Rights Coalition group formed by the Destiny Church to protest government measures to handle the pandemic. A passerby was heard telling the protesters, you're at a school, go somewhere else. <laughs> well, you could say the same thing to the Prime Minister. Enough. Like, you're at a school, go somewhere else. It, it really is absolutely disturbing to me that that politicians do this. And and that parents... Just, just no thought process. This is hero worship of someone who's supposed to be a public servant who segregated society, locked us down, crushed the economy... And here we are, the Prime Minister, at a high school with young kids mobbing her for selfies. Ugh, just, that, there it is. That's it. That's that's the episode for today. <laughs> I'm making myself angry. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, I'm actually, I might put up uh, a conversation tomorrow. We've had, we've had uh, comedy and, and commentary these last this last week and a half, the start of the show, since the start of the show, and um, I'll put up the first conversation with with somebody else uh tomorrow so i hope you enjoy that it's gonna be it's a longer episode obviously it'll be uh over just over an hour and yeah other than that don't forget to subscribe like share comment all of those fantastic things this is the arriving somewhere with matt j podcast